Blog Talk Radio. Circumstances can't stop me And neither will they block me Today I feel unmovable Nothing's impossible To walk on water To calm the sea To speak to mountains I can be free just Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining me on the Process 319 Unleashed. Woo! It is Tuesday, and we have a great guest who's on with us again, my friend, my compadre, pastor, minister, elder, awesome man of God, Devin Miller. Great for being with us this morning, Devin. Good morning, everyone. Well, look, you know, Devin and I um, always get together and, and, and we cut it up. And I wanted to have Devin back on because he is like my political activist friend. And uh, we're going to start talking about some different things that have been uh, going on in our society these days. And I wanted to make sure I got his take. Devin, I know that you are in transit in your busy day, so uh, I'm really excited that you took the time to be with us, and um, we're going to make this happen today, okay? All right, sounds good. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, many of you know um, the last time that, you know, Devin and, uh, and I got together on the show, we were really talking about the different issues and the you know, plight of Christians in our society and how do we get them to the next level and, you know, how do we encourage them to be all they can be? Well, since that time, we've been having a lot of things going on in our in our society. We've had the, um, the uh, Supreme Court decision of uh, uh, same-sex marriage, and we've had a lot of issues with race, race in our society today. And I really wanted to get Devin on the line and really begin to talk about uh, what is this going on and, and what's the, the, the spiritual connotation because you, we, we have to really begin to look at things with a spiritual eye and not a natural eye because the enemy would love us to get confused and look at things in the flesh. But we have to understand that there's always a spiritual um, connotation to what's happening in the natural realm. So, right, Devin, right. Devin, Devin, man, go ahead and jump in and just kind of give me an idea of what you think is going on in our society right now politically. Well, I think um, when you look at excuse me, look at all of the. Um, like you said, the, the recent decision with the Supreme Court, and you look at uh, the uh, massacre in Charleston with the nine that were killed in the church. Um, when I saw those things happening, the first thing that came to my mind was the scripture that says that there will be wars and rumors of wars. 
uh, found in the book of Revelation. And a lot of times we associate that passage with just the war against good people, uh, sinners, or those who are with the enemy and those who are with Christ. But it's, it's a lot more subtle than that when we understand the cunningness of the enemy. And so when you look at, you know, the same-sex marriage, it's going to really make churches um, really have to decide what they stand for. Are they going to really stand on the word of God, or are they going to um, acquiesce to the laws of the land when the, when the Scripture clearly tells us that we are not of this world, we are not of, of this law, that we go out and break law, but when the law goes against the very concept of God, uh, we are not supposed to follow them. So that's number one. And then when you look at the massacre that happened in Charleston, it was strategic. It was not that that young man went into the church and just started shooting aimlessly. He went specifically to the area where the pastor was, meaning he went to the area where the leadership was. Um, and when you look at the transcripts that happened, you know, moments after he was arrested and he said things like, you know, I felt the love of the church and I almost changed my mind, but then I felt like I had to do what I did, then you realize that we are, we are fighting an enemy that is, um, that is clearly uh, out to destroy the church and, and the people of God who are associated with it. So it's no longer the individual that is being um, attacked but is the church as a whole, is the concept of the church. Um, and, of course, understanding that we are the church. So it's kind of a, a double play on what's happening in, in society or based on recent events. You, you know, I, um, I I so get what you're saying. You know, I, I've, I've posted some things on Facebook, on my Facebook page, The Process 319 Unleashed, and I'm... I guess so many different things have been flooding my mind with what's been going on, and you touched on a lot of different things. You know, one, that it was strategic. It wasn't by accident. Um, uh, uh, it, it wasn't by accident. Um, and then we have the issues with, you know, the church and, and what their take on it should be. I think, you know, starting with the issue with, you know, the same-sex marriage, to me, this is one of the greatest times in history because, like you said, it's going to cause the church, the body of Christ, the saints of the Most High God, to really to understand the Word of God from Genesis Revelation, to really make a clear delineation of what they believe, number one. But we have to know what we believe in God and why. And... Wow, there's just so many ways I can go with that. Number one, no longer can we just use the the scriptures in Leviticus in Romans chapter one about you know abomination or you know giving us over to our own lust and our own passions. We really have to go deeper than that. We have to go back and bring an understanding to the purpose the original intent of man and woman in the very beginning. 
We need to understand that when God said it is not good for man, male Adam, to be alone, and when he created, he said, I will create for you a suitable helper. When we understand that the order in which it happened was that God said it's not good for you to be a lone man, and then he uh, paraded the animals before uh, Adam and, and said to name them, and then Adam said, I did not find a suitable helper among them. That is strategic. I, you know, for many years, Devin, I never saw that. I was just like, okay, it's not good for man to be alone. And, you know, God, you know, he saw the animals, he named the animals. But I never saw the order. But when I saw the order, I was like, oh, my gosh, look at that. And then he put them down. So, number one, we need to ask the question, whatever you believe. And and, and it's very strategic. Number one. If God said it's not good for you to be alone, and then God makes a female, why? We have to ask why. Because if God didn't care, and it didn't matter, and it had no weight, and God only cared about us loving each other, hello, then he would have just said, I'm going to make you again. But he didn't. And technically, we, we we have to begin to understand that the whole purpose of female, in the natural and in the spiritual, is. And I remember my uh, bishop in, in Milwaukee said this: that the, the the difference is a womb. Right. Women have a womb. Yep. So when you understand that we are a helpmate to that male, we are in the natural. We are to birth children, so we are now to be fruitful, and we are now to multiply, because the fruitful is in our ability to to be successful, to produce, to to um to create, to 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 grow. You know, and we can do that as individuals, but when we come together as one, we now have the ability to multiply. I don't care how you slice it. I don't care how you dice it. Unless you were born with a womb, they can't create that. The other thing is spiritually, the female is, uh, is able to birth out spiritually what God has placed in that male. So that's why it's strategic. That's why when male and female... Um, come together if they don't understand the mission and the purpose in one or in each other they'll abort they'll abort and that's what we see a lot in our society so how then uh, Devin do we begin I mean I never understood I mean and the more I grow in God I mean how one book how two little chapters three little chapters in Genesis, lay the foundation to everything that goes on in our society. The answer to why is right there. Why did God do it? It's right there. Why did this happen? It's right there. So how do we get folks to understand this? Well, you know, 
there's a scripture that quickly comes to my mind that says, "Thy word have I hid in my heart, in thy heart, that thy might that you, that I might not sin against thee." That's number one. Yeah, yeah. And 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 so, using that scripture, the fact is that we have to start teaching from the Word of God. Period. There are so many things no, that are going wait, on wait, in wait, our stop, churches right stop, now. Stop. Go ahead. Wait, 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 Devin. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean we have to use the Bible? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we 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 you know what I what I've often said recently, you know, even in my teachings that have 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 kind of transformed is that we have got to stop culturalizing the word and start using the word for what it is. Amen. And in many of our churches what we've done is we've taken tradition and we've taken what we want as man to happen in the church and we've tried to find a scripture that'll fit it or we say it in such a way that it sounds like scripture. So I tell folks, right. Jesus, we, we, we bibliize it, you know, <laughs> and if the folks are ignorant and that's because we keep them that way, then it's easy for them to follow blindly. So that's number one. The other thing is, is that those of us that know the word can no longer stand idle and not use every means possible to get the word out. Right. You know, um, you know, you know, I have my show on, on blog talk, um, on Saturdays, and you know, uh, we're starting. We're hopefully going to be moving to to live streaming. Uh, hopefully, either by the end of this year or early part of next year, uh, awesome. so that we can start videoing our teachings as well as hearing them audibly. Uh, but 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 the more I teach and the more revelation that I get from the Word, and the more I yield myself to God's way, and and that's the most important thing. The, the, the more he reveals his word to you. And if he reveals his word to you, you can't help if you are uh, a sponge for knowledge, you can't help to spew it right back out to somebody that's willing to listen. So so I give you an example. I've been teaching from a book by um, a Packer called Knowing God. And oh, good, this, is a, good. this is a study that really talks about the fact that within the church, we we have a knowledge of God, but we don't know God, and those are two different things. You know, we we don't really understand mm-hmm. why God does what He does because we're too busy trying to make God us instead of, of of letting God make us into what He wants us to be. And I've been teaching for the last three two weeks. Uh, my 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 last my last week is going to be this week, um, and I have had. Two people in my in my Sunday school class at the church who were visitors. Okay, these are not members. These are visitors who have come up to me and said, "I have never heard the Word of God taught as plainly as you have taught it to me today. I have never had so much revelation in an hour than all the years I've been in church." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now that mm-hmm. volumes to the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I, I agree. Because the, you know, because I had this young man come up to me yesterday. And he was like, you know, I've been, I was trying to figure out why I was going through what I was going through, and it didn't, it wasn't clear to me until you said what you said. And basically, what I said is, how are you going to know your purpose if you don't talk to the person that made you? Really? You mean I'm supposed to re- talk to the person that created me? He wasn't just there to give me what I want. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and, and, and I had. There it is, and that's what we've been tearing up. We've been chopping that up. We've spent two chapters on that, on breaking down what does that mean. And we, I also, 
you know, I had another person who was in the church text me and said, you know, I, I really appreciate you challenging our theology. And that's exactly what, you, if you look at what the, what the disciples did, if you look at what Jesus did, if you look at what God did throughout the whole Old Testament, he was challenging personal theology. He was challenging the fact that we as man have taken his word and we have made it ours instead of keeping it where it's supposed to be, which it is. And when we've done that, we have really not destroyed the kingdom, but we've altered the kingdom. And God, God is a perfect God. And so he's going to, he's going to correct that which is messed up. And so last week, um, one of the things that it said in, in one of the chapters is that God's purpose is to correct his image. Mm-hmm. And not his image as an individual, but to correct his image as who God is. Mm-hmm. Because a lot mm-hmm. of us don't know, unless we study like you and I and others, a lot of us don't know who God is. The only way they know who God is is if they look at us who say we know God. But right. if we are what I call false advertising, then we are bastardizing the image of God all the more, which makes him have to do a whole lot more to get it corrected. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. God, you he ain't got to check with nobody. Exactly. You know, I was, um, you know, I was working on under, you know, doing a teaching and uh, I I wanted to get more in depth and I've been doing that on Thursdays on the Thursday show. Well, who is God? And one of the things that I wanted to talk about was the holiness of God. First of all, let me go. Now, I know your train is coming, so I'm going to use this to kind of take some time while you go ahead and and make that transition. Okay. Um, Go what I was going to say, though, is no, number one, first of all, this is what God began to speak to me, and it goes across the board. You know, a lot of people want to argue on, as we begin, like you said, what does the Word of God say? Teaching the Word of God. What is God's heart on an issue? What is the original intent? And we spend a whole lot of time trying to tell people what they're not instead of telling people who God is. What do I mean by that? Well, you're not saved. You don't do this. Well, you know, God didn't make you that way. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, the issue of how a person or why a person feels that they are a certain way really is irrelevant. Because to, first of all, to tell a person how he feels when you're not walking in his shoes is really irrelevant. But what we can do is apply the word of God to a situation and let the word of God do what the word of God said it was going to do. The word of God says that my words will not return void. The word of God says that my word is sharper than any two-edged sword and cuts down to the marrow. The marrow is the life. If you think of anybody that needs um, uh, a bone marrow transplant, they are going down to the very life of the blood to be able to bring forth new sales to to really energize someone and to give them life, to give them something new. It's not our job to tell a person, well, you're not, you know, God didn't make you that way and God didn't do this. To do that, you've already closed the door. Nobody's going to listen to what you have to say because let me ask, I would ask this question. How would someone feel if somebody came to them and said, that's not what you feel isn't real. What you feel right. isn't true. 
The right, devil right. is a lie. You better back up off me. You know what? I, right there, I cannot hear you. But when we can go to a person in love and say, you know what? I may not understand. I may I, I don't agree. And here's why, according to the word of God. Now, God does still love you. And God is right. here, right here for you. But what it does, it levels the playing field. Because this is what my concern was, and I'm going to transition over into here is let us not be self-righteous because all of a sudden, if no Jesus, God, is going to just kill the world because of one sin. Really? Really? Right. We lie, we cheat, we fornicate, we we adulterate, you know, we we lie on our taxes. Say uh, 11 o'clock is the most segregated hour in America. We want to talk about, oh, I'm not prejudiced, but yet you go into a church on a Sunday and um, it is it, it, either, you know, all black or white as a given snow. You know, you can look at any wedding and you begin to go, wait a minute, where are all these black friends you say you have? Because if I come to any event you have, I'm not, I don't see any representation. So I don't understand. You hit the word on the the nail on the head. How are we as believers in Christ living to where someone outside of Christ would want to look at us and live the way we live? We either broke, busted, and disgusted, or we only talk about uh, prosperity to the to the right. Where's the balance in us? Why would anybody? Want to be what we are when we look the way we look. Well, well not only we're that. not loving. We're not kind. We're not peaceful. We're not, we don't have joy. We have the word of God, which says that we can call those things that be not as though they were. We have the power. We, we don't walk in power. I mean, my husband a few weeks ago was just fit to be tied. He said, "Where's the power?" The right, Bible right, says right. that we should be able to do certain things, and we can't do nothing. We argue in the parking lot. We 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 don't. How are you gonna tell somebody what they can and can't be and what they don't feel? And yet your neighbor doesn't even have the power to stop smoking. And yet you want to throw somebody else under the bus. Right. And 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 here's the other thing too is that we don't understand that God's purpose is to win sinners, not to pacify Christians. And we think that because we are Christians and we walk with God that we have an inside track. Right. We have we have a personal you know, a personal we personalize the personal savior and don't understand that the personal savior peace means that it is for us individually. It's not for anyone mm-hmm. else. That's the personal part. But we take the personal and says, Oh, he's gonna tell me what's gonna go on in my life because he's my God. Right. He loves me. Right. And and, and he's and he, not only that, because he loves you, he's going to tell me because I walk closer to him than you do because you're a sinner. And so when he tells me something, I'm going to tell you, and you need to believe that because he told me. But look at me. Right. And that's not it at right. all. And we that's spend right. so much time trying to make sinners look like us instead of making sinners look like God. And it's because we don't know God. We don't we well, really think know. we know God's purpose, and we really don't because he doesn't have to tell us. Exactly, but the thing is, in an intimate relationship, he will tell us, but you hit the nail on the head. We're so busy trying to change a person, we're so busy trying to change a person that we don't have the ability to say, wait a minute, let me hear what God is really saying to you. 
What is God really speaking to your mind about right now? Because we want to change a person from smoking or committing fornication. God says, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, what you don't know, because you won't spend time in my presence, what you don't know is when they were seven years old, they were molested. And because they were molested, it has precipitated all of these other issues and sin in their life. But guess what? If they just come to know me, if they can just spend some throne time in my presence, if they can just let me love on them for who they are, and they can feel the healing power of God, all this other mess will break off. But, 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 but like you said, okay. go ahead. No, what I was going to say is I need, I, let me push you just a little bit further on that. And in, in, in the studies that, that we're doing now is that even if a person has gone through hell and high water in their life, we as mere humans, even though we're living a Christian experience or we're living a God experience, we don't know why God allowed them to go through that. It is exactly. not for us to know. And so all we can do, all we can do, and this is what makes it hard for us, because we don't understand the simplicity of God. Only thing God wants us to do is to point people to him. That's it. Yes. Yes. We, we ain't got to interpret. We ain't got to look at their life. We ain't got to do nothing, because what that does, any piece of that, it makes us think that we're equal to God if we're not careful. I know, right? I know. Any, any, because we have to even be careful with prophecy, because we have to make sure that prophecy is of God and not because we know some information. Right. So oftentimes right. when I pray for people now, where I, I ask them, what is their request? What is your request before God? And then with, once they make their request before God, then I tune into God and say, okay, God, how do I speak to them based on their their request to you? Not what I think, but I'm taking what they're saying to you, and I'm going to add scripture to it. I'm going to add whatever you tell me to add to it so that they get a clear understanding of who you are, not who I am. And that's the line, that's the fine line that we have to walk now, is that we have to be very careful because anything that takes a glimpse of of, 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 of the eye of man off God and puts it on us, is diminishing God's glory. Most definitely, most definitely. You know, I I, I I do a little bit different. Sometimes I will ask a person, they'll tell me, um, but I'm trusting that, you know what, God, no, move me out. And, I'm, and I know that you do the same thing. I'm praying in my spirit at first, you know, to ask God, okay, silently, what is it that you want me to pray for this person? At the end right. of the day, how we do it, the method. Don't get caught up, people, on the method. Hear right. what God is telling you to do. Yep. That's what yep. it all means. We need throne time before the Father. We need throne time before the Father. Let's kind of add to it and let's shift a little bit again. Um, I was sharing with my husband the other day, and I said, you know, you know, remember that one song when we were kids called Something, Something Just Ain't Right? No, you I don't remember that one. Yeah, maybe oh, I, man. I don't know. You know what, Devin? Yeah, but my, you know what? Okay. <laughs> See, ladies and gentlemen, 
Only Devin can get only Devin and my husband can get away with that one because they are my soul brothers in the Lord. But that's all right, you know, I'm gonna school you then. Since I'm older, I'm gonna uh-huh. school you then. There was right. a song called Something Something Just Ain't Right. And I was saying to my husband, I said, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't tell me that there's not a significant connotation with all these issues of racism coming out in our society. It's no coincidence. And my husband said, oh, technology. I said, wait, 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 wait. We've had, our phones have been not, have been smart for a long time. They have not been dumb for at least another five to seven years. Smartphones have been out for a while. And we've seen it because there was that, that rage before about five years ago where everybody was posting somebody getting beat up on, te- on, on, on YouTube, you know. Yep. They were posting all yep. that nonsense. And now all you hear is about racism. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Every white cop in America is not a racist. That's just not true. You're not going to get me to believe that. Um, but yet. The number of things, cases, situations coming out just doesn't look normal. It doesn't look right. And my husband said, well, what do you think that it is? I said, the enemy is, I said, to me, I think what I'm sensing is because I understand the the situations that are happening in the book, in the end from the from the beginning of the book to the end of the book, Revelations, right. things we know about that, that John talks about. Right. I said, what I believe is going on is that it's one is exposing because uh, uh, my pastor's wife in Florida, Prophet Cynthia Thompson, prophesied at least three and a half, four years ago that there was going to be racial unrest again in our society that would trump what went on many years ago. And think about it. There's something significant that all this is happening at a climax in 50 years, the year that you and I turned the big 5-0. Oh, I'm sorry. You haven't reached it yet. But that's okay. October is coming soon enough, my brother. <laughs> you know, but think about that. 50 years from when Martin Luther King died. So my husband was saying, what do you think it is? I said, I think that this is a smokescreen of the enemy to begin to lay the foundation for civil unrest to come in this country. Because like never before, there's a pitting going on. There's a pitting of racism going on. There's a pitting going on in our society of wealth against non-wealth. Poverty, rich against poor. There's there's this thing going on. And I was reading something in history a few weeks ago that said that the people in England had this, the the, the kings and queens were doing wealthy and they were eating uh, 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 lavish meals while the people in this in the communities were starving, going hungry, right. they were cold, and finally they, they, they revolted. Here's the thing. When they revolted, they were killing anything, anybody that had any association with the king. That's right. And so what I yep. began to say I said they didn't care. They didn't care if you were a peasant and you were working for the king. 
They didn't care if you were low, but because of your talent and your skill, you were with the king, they just were taking you out. And I said to my husband, that's what's going on now. We're going to reach a place in our society where civil unrest is going to come. And those that don't want to work for nothing, those that don't want to do nothing, are going to get mad at those of us that have a little something. And they're not going to care whether it's a lot of something or a little something, as long as it's more than their something. So here's where I want to go now. We have the body of Christ, and I posted it on 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 uh, Facebook, and I had this conversation with my pastor's wife here because she really got in up in arms and she wanted to do this whole teaching on how to witness to people who have same-sex relationships. And I gently um, said, what about the black people that died? Why aren't you getting all in arms about the level of racism in our society? Where was the comment on that? I said, because black people are looking at you guys. This is, how, this is what I'm seeing online. Black people are looking at white people and saying, wait a minute, hold up. You mean nine black folks lost their lives and then five subsequent black churches were burned, hello, behind that. And you guys didn't raise no hell? But because two people, quote, unquote, love each other and what they do in their own bedroom, God's going to send us to hell for that. Where's the injustice? Where's the imbalance? Because So then again, do black lives matter? In the grand scheme of things. So what's your take on that? Yeah, just just to take you just a little bit deeper on what you just said as far as the heightened level of racial tension that has occurred, if you look over the last seven years since Obama's been in office, there has been an escalation. If you look at the fact that it's black boys that are being killed at the hands of power, there's an Mm -hmm. escalation. And if you tie those two things together and you say whoever is associated or affiliated with the king, those are the ones which the the threatening power structure is taking out. What we look at what you're saying. If we look at our, our society, quote unquote, not necessarily as a monarchy like England, but we do have a president and that president does lay down law and decree, not even looking at the, the marriage thing. But you look at the fact that, that even when, when Obama took office, bond, uh, 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 Congress said that they were going to do everything in their power to make sure that he didn't succeed. And a lot of people brushed that statement off by the Republicans. They were like, oh, they're just talking. They're, you know, they're just mad because he won the thing and all that. I said, no, you've got to go deeper than that. You are looking at a white, established power structure that has been in place for centuries and now finally been challenged by a person of African descent, which means now the slave has become the master. And that is what has totally turned over the apple cart across this country for these black boys that are being taken out. And then, you, and then you can back off a little bit as far as, you know, Latinos being uh, a close second. But it's, it's a 
black males being killed at the hands of the white power structure. I never say white people, white power structure. Because they feel they can. And they feel that they're threatened by the slightest feeling of any type of superiority that you may bring, good or bad. And I'm not saying that all of it's good, all of it's bad. I'm saying anytime you go up against the power, the power will bust. And that's what we're seeing. So now let's bring it to a spiritual connotation. When Herod felt that his throne was threatened and that the prophecy said that it would come, it would come from the first male child, what did he do? He started killing male children. So, so we, we've seen this. But the thing is that, like you said, the church has been noticeably silent. And it's because, again, they don't know enough of God or know about God how, on how to combat the enemy when the enemy raises his head. We spend so much time talking about Jesus walking on water, Jesus feeding 5,000, Jesus healing the sick, Jesus raising the dead. But we should be treated and even greater what you will do. But don't forget, we spend time talking about Mary and Martha, too. You know, oh, we got to lay at his feet and, and doing all that. Right. And and, right, and, and it's social it's decision. Well, it's well, here's the thing. Now, I, I, now, I'm going to disagree, and you know that's what you and I do best is disagree sometimes, but it's all, it's all in love and all in God. I'm not a – people know me. I, I, I respect Obama as being our leader. He deserves prayer. Do not agree with some of the things that he's done. He's done some good things, great, yeah, wonderful, woo-hoo-hoo. But, you know, it's not like I'm going to give the man the Medal of Honor. I think even what you said, though, goes deeper, and you did touch on some things. I think it is strategic that um, somebody's upset that we have a black president. It's not just the males, because now a female was killed. I think it even goes deeper because now they I saw another uh, a clip that somebody posted where um, a young white male, a lot is coming out about the political or the um, the that whole police system uh, where a, a white male was in his car and he was being jacked up also. A friend of mine at my church, white woman from another country, she says her son was killed by a trigger-cappy cop. See, I think... All of it is coming into fruition because there's a civil unrest that has to come. There has to be a pitting. There has to be a divide that comes in our society. But what you say is so true. We no longer have a reverential fear of God because nobody wants to be told that they live in sin. Nobody wants to be told that... uh, nobody wants to be told that their life is wrong and they have to submit to God. My husband just wanted me to know because he's always really good at being my co-host, even when he's not on the line with me. Uh, Sandra, uh, her mugshot was taken after she was already dead, is that they were saying. We know there's a, a conspiracy and things that go on with people in power. But any time we want to put a man over God in our place, see, if you want to talk about Obama being anything, remember, these people in our society talked about Obama like he was a savior, and he is far from that. He's still a man. We don't want God in our society. See, we wanted to put a man in, in office that was going to 
relieve all of our problems in society because that's what we do. But God is saying there will never be a man that will solve your problems better than I can. But America doesn't want man. I mean, doesn't doesn't want God. They don't want them. They, they, they don't want them. So they want to be able to fornicate, lie, cheat, steal, cuss, drink, and everything, and say, "Well, God loves me, and God understands." Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. God will never, not ever, understand your desire to stay in sin, and our desire to stay in sin, our desire to stay in any kind of bondage, any bondage, is to say that what Jesus Christ did on the cross means nothing. Yeah. That's what, when you stay in your racism, your fornication, your lying, cheating, stealing, I don't care whether the little white lie or the big black lie, I don't care. The word of God, if you go into Romans from, from the first chapter to the last chapter, it is very, very clear. He died so that we would not be in bondage to sin. Once we accept Christ, everything after that becomes a choice. Go ahead, Dev. No, I I totally I totally agree with you. And when you look at the fact that the church has been noticeably absent in a lot of these struggles, um, it, it 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 goes back to what I was saying. It's because, well, well, I'll say this. One thing I said last week when I was teaching is that we spend a lot of time in the gospels, but we spend a very little spend very little time in the letters, according to Paul. Mm-hmm. And the and the reason we do is because the letters, according to Paul, were dealing with the with the issues that were facing the church after the ascension of Christ. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the churches didn't want to deal with that. They were comfortable with where they were. Mm-hmm. And Paul was challenging the church. And I said that he was challenging the church because it makes Paul made them look at themselves. Not what their what their background was, their pedigree, or how they got what mm-hmm. they got. He was they were he was dealing with their everyday situations and how to deal with it from a spiritual connotation, and they did not want to deal with that. And it's the same thing we do now. I said if you go to ninety, I was supposed to ninety ninety five percent of our churches, and especially denominationally tied, they spend all their time doing the feel good stuff instead of oh, yeah. want to make it. Yes. And well, here's the thing. The Bible says the word of God is offensive. Exactly. See, the Bible is designed to get us. The Bible is medicine. And anybody that has ever taken medicine understands that it doesn't taste good. Nine times out of ten, I've never tasted medicine that tasted good. It was always just, excuse me, it was nasty. The word of God is uncomfortable to your flesh. Right. We can't do everything. God is holy. He is holy. And the one thing that I was sharing about in my teaching a few weeks ago on Thursdays um, regarding the holiness of God is that God is so holy that the the most minutest, if that's even a word, if I said that right, that's good English, cannot be in the presence of a holy God. Right. Everybody wants to talk about two things, two things that to, that we have just blown out of proportion, unbalanced in the word of God, to me, is grace and love. Grace and love. As if to say that I have all this grace that I can continue in my sin. 
And one thing, two state, two statements that I absolutely that just that just creep me out. This one is this. Oh, I'm not perfect. Well, duh, we know that. Why do we have right. to say that? See, we say that, and we make it an excuse. We make it an excuse to stay where we are. The next is God is love and grace. Well, you know, I have grace. God forgives me. And positionally, we keep ourselves stuck at the cross. Ladies and gentlemen, we come to the cross, but we don't live there. Meaning that once we have received, Remember, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says that it is a free gift, a free gift, a free gift. If you, if somebody gives you a gift and you leave it under the tree in a trunk of your car, stick it in the closet, then you have not appropriated the gift that somebody gave you. You may have you taken it, but have you really received it? Have you appropriated it? Have you opened it? Have you used it? Have you taken it, put it on, and made a decision about it? When you have received what God did by sending God down, by Jesus coming down in human form as God, what he did, then at that moment, you then need to walk as he walked. Walking around talking about, well, I'm, uh, you know, God knows my heart. Yeah, he does. He knows it's a hot mess if you're not in your word. He knows it's a hot mess if you don't even spend time in prayer. We want to try and tell somebody who doesn't... um what they should and shouldn't be, and the average Christian that I, well, I shouldn't say that I know, but people can't even pray for 15 minutes. Oh, I pray in my car. Do you think you can give a little God a little bit more than 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 uh, traffic prayer? Well, you can't even concentrate because if you get good in your prayer, you will have to pull over on the side of the road if it get good to you because you can't get good in God in prayer and still drive and not tab something. Grace is great. It is unmerited favor, but it is not that thing that we stay in and know and do not move uh, and, that, and not move in God in holiness. Remember, people, when God put Adam and Eve out of the garden, He put them out for one simple, single act of disobedience. One act. Yet we want to live a life of complete disobedience, let me ask you, ladies and gentlemen, when did you wake up and say, God, what would you like me to do today? How would you like me to walk today? Who can I bless today? And bless, and every good deed is not a God deed. But we have to understand that we here, here, here is our mindset. The mindset is not that we're not perfect because technically, if you look at Romans chapter 1, we are made righteous. When God sees us, he sees Christ because we're walking according to the blood covered in the blood of Jesus. So technically, positionally, I am already made perfect. But in this earth and in this life, here's what I say. I am perfectly pursuing my perfection in Christ. That's right. I am perfectly pursuing, not that I am perfect, but I am perfectly pursuing my perfection in Christ. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do anything else but pursue God, pursue holiness, 
lay my life down, confess my sins, but I don't live in a place where I'm kind. And we don't want to be told that, Deb. It goes back right. to what you said. In order to be that living epistle read of men, I need to die. Right. And people don't right. want to die according to Romans chapter 1 and 2. They want to, They don't want to be transformed by the renewing of their mind. They want to stay stuck on stupid. Your thoughts? No, I, I I can't say anything to that, and and it's the it, it's unfortunately the fault of those who are in leadership positions within our churches. You know, it's like I've, I've always said: some are called, some are sent, and some just went. And we have a whole lot of folks that just went. And tradition and um uh. This is the way we've always done it, and 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 things of that nature are the things that are destroying us now. We are seeing the fruit of a lack of knowledge, of what the scriptures said they perish for a lack of knowledge. We're seeing the fruit of that. You know, I said uh, in my teachings, both on on my show and 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 at the church that I'm at, is that when it really, really comes down to it, people really don't want to live according to the Word of God. Really don't. And that's from the pulpit to the pew because Amen. we don't understand that perfection is 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 created through persecution. Yes. We and we don't want to be persecuted. We 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 want the blessings of God. We want the providence of God. We want the pleasures of God. But we don't want the persecution from God to get us to the perfection right. of God. Right, and so when but, it gets but, hard, we want to blame God. Oh yeah, so, or yes. we want to blame ourselves. More importantly, we want to blame ourselves instead of saying, "Okay, I'm going through this because God is trying to birth something out of me." Right, and maybe He's trying right. to get me to die to myself. Maybe He's getting me to, you know, perhaps He's trying to kill pride. Perhaps He's trying to kill um, conceit. Perhaps He's trying to kill something. Right. But right. I'm, right. I wouldn't be going through this just because. God ain't got nothing better to do. Right, right. So or maybe he wants to establish your future. Exactly. Exactly. I said he wants to establish us through it. In other words, God sees where we're going, and he right. knows what needs to be cultivated in our lives to prepare us to stand where we're going. But because we exactly. do what you just said, we buck against the process. We buck against the process. And God says, I want to give you everything you're asking for, but I need to perfect some character issues in you. Yep. So that you can stand and maintain the position by which you desire to go. Let's talk about this, Deb. Let's talk about spiritual things. Because if you've been watching television lately, we got about, you know, six minutes left. Everything is deep and spiritual. I don't know if you've noticed a darkness the witches, the warlocks, shows like Once Upon a Time that are dealing in fantasy, dealing in the spiritual realm. Um, uh, a lot of witches and things I've seen on television. People okay. want spiritual power. And right. because the church has made the spiritual seem spooky, you know, mm-hmm. that we right. walk in power. You know, oh, i got to say this real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, Hear this. There's a website that I went on the other day that does gigs, and you can get you a gig for like, you know, 
five bucks. As I was looking through these gigs, they're people of God. People, if you're not of God, people, please understand that the spiritual world is real. It is so real that people, Devin, people are offering to put curses and spells on people. If your boyfriend, your husband, your your next door neighbor has pissed you off, yes, I said it on the air, pissed you off, you can go to this website, the same website where you can have a logo made. You can also find the, the category and have a, 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 a spiritualist person put a curse on somebody. Yet, the world will believe that. But yet, in the body of Christ, and when it comes to the things of God, people will not believe that we can heal, limbs can grow back, that we can pray things in the spiritual power of the of, of the Bible. But yet, they'll believe it somewhere else. So how do we then, Devin, get people to understand this level of spiritual power that we can have? Where God can speak to us. He's not so lost that he can't speak. Right. How do we do it? Well, well, the thing is is that we have to not be the church that gets hung up on power. See, it's one thing... It's one thing to have power. It's another thing to have influence. And see, I believe that Christ teaches us how to have influence. He doesn't teach, he doesn't teach us how to have power. Because power means that you, in, in, in its full sense, means that you're lording yourself over someone else. Mm-hmm. Okay? But influence means that you are using what you have to persuade someone else to go the way you want them to go. Right. And so that that is what we do. See, we, we, one of the things I talked about last week is in the miracles, but we don't get hung up on the everyday fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay? The fruit of the Spirit is the everyday stuff. That's boring. But if yeah. I can get you hung up on I can lay hands and I can I can do this and I can do that, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. But see, what that does is that makes me praise you. That makes me mm-hmm. run to you every time you have a conference. That makes me run to you every time you're on television. That makes me run to you instead of saying, wait a minute. You you are showing me how to love. You're showing me how to have peace. You're showing me how to have joy. You're showing how me you're showing me how to how to be kind. You're show, you're showing me all the things that I gotta deal with every day because I can't do a miracle every day. I can't I can't I can't change blind eyes every day. But I, 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 I kind of disagree with that because I've been around some teachings that have taught me some things where, the, where when it comes to the power of God being active in my life, it's not void of me spending throne time with him. It's not mm-hmm. void of me living holy before him. And it causes me to walk more in who God is. It caused sure. me to have a, a, a hunger for God so that his power could flow through me, not so that I could uh, draw people to myself, but mm-hmm. so that I could just be a blessing to others, so that God could, so I could truly be a conduit. So then how then do we balance 
that out because it, it really can't go any either way depending on how the person right. does it. But then doesn't it go back to what we just said? God wants to answer those prayers in us, but because we will not go through the process of letting him burn off pride in our life or burn off those things that could distract us, then we get unbalanced. I mean, how does that work? Right, but but here's the thing. Here, here's the here's the missing piece of that. If 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 God gives gifts and talents and 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 abilities to people for His glory, okay. So if He gives it for His glory, then who's in charge of it? He is. He is. So so the whole purpose of Him giving you a gift or a talent is so that you would come to Him and ask Him, "How am I supposed to use this?" So my my right. point is is that too often people with gifts and talents will start saying, "Okay, I have this gift and talent, and I'm supposed to run with it, and I'm supposed to start a prayer ministry, or I'm supposed to start a a, a healing ministry." And and God may have never told them to do that. Amen. Amen. God, and, and, and that's but, what I'm talking about. When he put when he gave them the, the gift of tongues, I, I went to the upper room with my class. I said, when he gave them the gift of tongues, it says, and he laid he placed upon them tongues of fire and it was as the spirit gives utterance. And we so busy uttering ourselves and we are not even listening to the spirit to see what we're supposed to utter. So until Amen. we know Amen. God and until we say what God says and do what God wants us to do and not even try to get involved with it, we are always going to have issues. Amen. You know, but that goes with anything. I mean, I that, that goes with churches. Every church, yes. every does not need to have a woman's ministry and a man's ministry and a kid's ministry. And you got this. You have folks so busy in the body of Christ doing church stuff that we cannot get out and do... Um, God stuff. Social things. Like getting involved right. in being a guardian at Lightem or being a cop or going to the prisons or going and feed the homeless. We're so busy with us yep. that we can't do anything else. So, exactly. people, you know, with, with two minutes left, I mean, I, I, oof, my God, Devin, as always, man, we just, I love it because between you, I have to have you on with my husband one day. We're going to cut it up. I mean, we're going to do a special show and just absolutely cut it up. Look, if you are male, female, boy or girl, struggling in your life, if you desire to, to, to have a life more committed to Christ, if you um, are, are a person that's living in a same-sex relationship, God does not condemn you and neither do I. But I will say this. Seek the face of the Father. God paid a big price with, his, with the life of his own son so that we would not be uh, in bondage to sin. And I don't care what it is. No sin at all. God wants us to be free. So, ladies and gentlemen, I encourage you today, get off the throne and put God back on the throne and seek his face for your life. Seek what he would like you to do. Seek where, where he wants you to go. Because at the end of the day, only what you do for Christ will last. Yes, you got like 20 seconds. Go ahead and pray us out, sir. Well, God, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this time. And, God, we just ask that you take everything that was said and everything that was felt and that you interpret it, God, according to your word and will and way for our lives. Uh, we bless this show. We bless the process, God. And we Bless Sister Dawn in such a way, God, that you will continue to use her according to your 
uh, according to the work that you need her to do in the kingdom. God, continue to bind us together in Christian love and continue to keep us out here on the forefront so that people are not left behind. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. See you guys on Thursday. Love you.